ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we praise Him and we ask His help, and we seek His forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the, from the evil inside us, and from the evil consequences of our bad actions. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but God, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our master, the messenger of God. Inshallah, today's topic is advice to the new Muslims. And before we talk about that, I would like to tell a story. A story of a young man who lived a life of comfort and luxury. No one in town lived as comfortably. No one in town wore, you know, better clothing or wore better perfume than he did. His parents loved him dearly, to the extent that they were making sure that he, he wore the best, the most expensive, soft and fine clothing. This man, his life began to change when he heard the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His life began to change when he saw the Prophet ﷺ, when he sat with the Messenger of Allah, and when he heard the truth from the Messenger of Allah. He could not resist the truth. He could not reject the truth. And immediately he became Muslim. He accepted the truth. And just like any other new Muslim, he wanted to hide his Islam. Because he feared the consequences. What are people going to say about me? How are my parents going to treat me? What are my friends going to say about me? What about my neighbors? So he had all these questions in his mind, so he decided to hide his Islam. However, the secret was exposed. And his parents, they apprehended him and they imprisoned him. This man, brothers and sisters, was Mus'ab ibn Umayr, one of the greatest companions of Rasulullah He was only 18 years of age, 18 years old, 
But he gave up all these things for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gave up all these things for the cause of the truth. He no longer, no longer did he lead a life of comfort and luxury. His skin hardened, his body weakened, but his heart became softer. And that's more important than anything else. The more hardships and calamity he faced, the stronger he became in his faith. And this is one of the best examples for our brothers and our sisters who recently embraced Islam. Islam, as you know, is the religion of all the prophets since Adam alayhi salam to Noah and Ibrahim and Ismail and Musa and Isa to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran about Ibrahim when Ibrahim alayhi salam and his son Ismail were building the Kaaba who build in the sacred house of Allah qala they made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they said oh Allah make us muslims ja'alna muslimaini laka wa min dhurriyyatina ummatan muslimatan laka wa arina manasikana wa tub alayna innaka anta at-tawwabur rahim our lord consider us or make us as muslims and make all our offsprings as muslims Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, the Prophet Moses, he says to his followers, be mindful of your Lord and become Muslims and be Muslims. Isa, the Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, he said to his disciples, وَإِذْ قَالَ عِيسَى بْنُ مَرْيَمَ لِلْحَوَارِيِّينَ مَنْ أَنْصَارِي إِلَى اللَّهِ When Isa alayhi salam, the son of Mary, said to his disciples, who is going to support me? قَالَ الْحَوَارِيُّونَ نَحْنُ أَنْصَارُ اللَّهِ The disciples, they said, we are the supporters. آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ We believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَشْهَدْ بِأَنَّا مُسْلِمُونَ And be our witness that we are Muslims. So the religion of Islam is the religion of Allah. And the religion of Islam is the inherent nature. So I really, I don't like the term convert. I don't like the term uh, uh, revert. You know, in my humble opinion, there is no such thing called convert or revert. As the Prophet said, Every human being was born on the fitrah. And what is the fitrah? The fitrah is the inherent nature. And what is the inherent nature? That you coming out believing that, that there is only one God. That you ascribe goodness to Allah, justice to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did you ascribe the beautiful names and qualities to Him? Did you ascribe the goodness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the oneness and the unity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone? That's the inherent nature. And there is a hadith policy where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa reported that Allah said, Inni khalaqtu ibadi hunafa'a. I have created my servants hunafa'a. Again, Hunafa means the inherent nature that they believe in Allah and the oneness of Allah. I have created my servants Hunafa. But the shayateen, the devils, they took them and they extracted them from their religion. 
So when you say ashhadu alla ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah that's the inherent nature that you were born in to believe in the oneness of Allah to believe in the unity of Allah to believe that there is no god but he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala glory to him the creator of the heaven and the earth that's the one once you say that that's the biggest decision of your life and there are a lot of energy around you that you're not used to being a, being a muslim being in the mosque hang out with muslims and everyone everyone responds differently to these situations my advice is number one practice islam as much as you can practice islam as much as you can but bit by bit step by step you will have trouble you will have trouble keeping up with your five daily prayers or fast in ramadan or any of the other practices but that's normal don't worry and if you have any problems with certain practices work yourself into the mindset of worship read quran as much as you can get a hadith collection a book of hadith or a seerah about rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam read it if you can if you have time and remember that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna hadha al-deen amiq, that the religion of Allah is so vast, so deep, so vast and deep, so embrace yourself in it with ease and gentleness. In other words, step by step. Just like the guy who asked a young man, how do you eat an elephant? He said, well, bit by bit. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna al-deena yusr. That the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is easy. وَلَنْ يُشَادَّ الدِّينَ أَحَدًا إِلَّا غَلَبًا The people who insist in hardship in their faith, their religion will overpower them. And then he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, So go for the middle path. Look for the middle path. Don't go to the extreme. Don't follow the opinions of people who told you, you know, this and that and the other thing. Really, just use your mind and go for the middle path. This is what the Prophet said. What if I couldn't find the middle path? Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, فَقَارِبُوا Try to find something close. Something closer to the middle path. This is what the Prophet ﷺ advised people to do. So that's number one. Um, number two is to respect your parents. You know, some of our brothers and our sisters, when they embrace Islam, they ask that question, well, do I have to show respect to my non-Muslim parents? It doesn't really matter if they're Muslims or not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍ do not show any sign of disturbance. Don't even say off to them. And say, oh, oh, my, oh my Lord, have mercy upon my parents as they had mercy on me when I was a child. 
And it doesn't really matter if they are Muslims or not. You still have to treat them with gentleness. You still have to obey your parents. And keeping a good relationship with the entire family is essential. But avoid heated conversations. Avoid talking about controversial things or subjects regarding religions. And remember, when you become Muslim, your focus is in yourself. Your priority is to focus in your own self. Because you're just new to this religion. And again, remember to treat them with gentleness. Asma bint Abi Bakr radiallahu anhumah, she was Muslim. And her mother came from Mecca to visit her in Medina. And then she went to the Prophet ﷺ and she said, Ya Rasulullah, my mother who is a polytheist, she, he, she worshiped idols. She came today to visit me. What should I do? Then the Prophet ﷺ said, treat her with gentleness. She's your mother. As long as they don't tell you or force you against your will to disobey your Lord, you obey them. When, once they start forcing you to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there is no obedience for them. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas radiallahu anhu, they said, he was known for his love for his mother. He loved his mother so much. When he became Muslim, his mother made an oath that she's not going to eat or drink until he leaves this religion. Listen to what Sa'ad said to his mother. He's rewan and he said, Ya Ummah, ta'alamina wallahi anni uhibbuk. You know that I love you more than I love myself. But wallahi, but listen to this, wallahi, by Allah, if you have a hundred soul, and each one will depart you and leave you, I will not leave this religion. So here's the food and here's the water. If you want to eat, eat. And if you don't, it's up to you. This is someone who was known that he was obedient to his mother. And he told her, if you have a hundred soul, and each one of them to pass you, I will not leave this religion. So respect your parents. As long as they don't force you to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, find a teacher. Find a teacher who is knowledgeable in your religion and he's also knowledgeable regarding your culture. Yes. Because we believe that Islam is the last religion. And one of the qualities of the last religion that it coexists wherever it goes. Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, there's so many people, Muslims, they don't even know this. Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, he lived in Hijaz for a long time. When he moved to Egypt, he changes a lot of his opinion regarding a lot of fiqh rules. And when people tried to speak with him, he said, Wallahi, I did not change anything basic in the religion. I did not change anything about the pillars of Islam or the pillars of faith. Or, But I found out that the Egyptians are different than the, than the Arabian who live in the peninsula. They are different. Everything there is different. Even the weather is different. Even the weather is different. Look, this is very intelligent scholar. He said even the weather is different. People are not. So I have to bring something to facilitate the matters for people, to make it easy for them. So if you have a question, now you became a new Muslim. If you have a question, don't go to ask like somebody from in Egypt. 
Don't go online to say so-and-so is Egyptian scholar or Saudi scholar who never been here, who doesn't know what's going on here. He never been in this place, he never been in, in, in the same boat. And then go and ask him about something very, uh, very special, a very special circumstance, like the two Jumas, for example. And how people say, well, how come you have two Jumas? I mean, the traditional Islam, traditionally, all the scholars said it's only one Jama'ah, it's only one Jum'ah. And even Imam Shafi'i, he was really strict with that. He said only one Jum'ah, even if the if the town has five masajid, the Jum'ah has to be held in only one masjid. And all the people from the five masajid has to be in the same place. And even the five daily prayers, he said, if you if you miss the prayer, the masjid, the jama'ah, announce for it and announce it's time. If you missed it, don't come late and make another Jum'ah. According to Shafi'i and Malik as well, the second jama'ah is invalid. If you missed a prayer with the Imam, say the Dhuhr is 1.30. If you missed it with the Imam, with the appointed Imam, at the announced time, don't come late with your, your friends or, or somebody else and make another jama'ah. According to Shafi'i and Malik, that's invalid. And they were looking about the unity of Muslims. And the Muslims at the point of having prayers, five daily prayers, so people can get together and have that sense of community. Just like Jum'ah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the Jum'ah mandatory once a week. So those who missed the salah in the five daily prayers, those who couldn't come to the masjid during the weekdays, they come to the Jum'ah. Why? To have that sense of community, to meet one another, to get to know one another. But the brothers and the sisters, they missed a point. You know, sometimes there are certain people, they come and they sit in a certain same spot every Friday. And they only come for Fridays, maybe they're busy during the week. But they come and then they have the same brother who's sitting beside him for a long, long time. And he never asked him, Akhi, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? No, this is the point of coming here for the Jum'ah, to get to know one another, to have that sense of community. To be concerned and aware about the betterment of your community. That's the point. Wallahi, that's the point. Wallahi, that's the point. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it fardain for Salatul Jum'ah and a bigger gathering, and Salatul Eid, bigger gathering so people can come from every place. And then he made the Hajj once a year. So Muslims from all over the globe, from, from all over the globe, they will go and perform the rituals of Hajj in one certain place. So why? So that they can have that, that sense of community. So find a teacher, he will teach you. He will teach you the real knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no. And this is an advice for everybody here. Because some people sometimes they ask, I don't feel the worship anymore. I feel like it's kind of like a routine. But the scholars have answered that question many, many years ago. Many, many years ago, this question was asked. And it's very normal to go through this. Because the weakness of faith is a disease that each and every single one of us is afflicted with. Why? Because the Iman is like clothing. As Rasulullah said, wears in the heart just like clothes wore out. This is what the Prophet said. So it increases and decreases. But the, the scholar they said, if when you feel this, this thing in your heart, that your actions, your acts of worship are nothing but a routine, make sure that you go back and learn about Allah. 
Go back and learn about your Lord because that's your purpose. Because that's what will get you to where you want to be. And they said, Ma'rifah, thumma mahabbah, thumma ibadah. Knowledge first. Knowledge, you know about your Lord. And when you know about your Lord, you get to love Him. And when you get to love Him, you will worship Him. And when you worship Him out of love, because you know Him, you will never get tired of your ibadah to Him. Just like if someone proposes to someone, you know, if a man proposes to a woman, you know, they, if they got an agreement, they get together to know each other. And then they get attached to one another. And they fall in love. And after that, they serve in one another. Without any payments or without anything that they will get in return. You know, because they knew one another and they loved one another. And one time, a Moroccan, and this story was told to me yesterday, or this morning actually after Salat al-Fajr. A Moroccan, Arif Billah, he was going from Morocco to perform Hajj. And they were in camels. It was before planes and, and cars and bus and all this. They were just traveling on camels. And then this man, he was the oldest man of the whole caravan. He used to get up at night and pray over like, or more than three hours every night. Traveling and praying to Hajjud every night. And some people said to him, you're an old man and take it easy on yourself. And then he said something beautiful. He said, when the heart is consumed with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the body doesn't feel the pain. When the heart is consumed with the love of Allah, the body does not feel the pain. Just like what Bilal radiallahu anhu said, Bilal was tortured. And the Sahaba in the battle of the trench, they saw him, he, he took his shirt off and they saw all this, you know, all this uh, signs and all these scars on his back. And then they said, Ya Bilal, we remember these days when these people used to torture you. But tell us, how did you bear this? And he said, you know, I tasted the sweetness of faith. And I tasted also the torture. But the sweetness of faith overcame the torture and the punishment. So when the heart is consumed with the love of Allah, the body does not feel the pain. Number four, maintain your identity. Some people also when they become Muslims, they start putting the kufis, they start putting the Arab or the Pakistani clothes. No, as long as you have a clothes, I mean it, it's, it's up to you if you do it, that's fine. But as long as you have your own clothing, your own clothes, as long as it covers what it's supposed to cover, that's, then that's fine. That's fine, alhamdulillah. If you want to follow the sunnah, then read the shama'il and see how the Prophet Muhammad used to dress. But maintain your identity. And being a Muslim is a huge part of your identity. But it doesn't mean that you cannot barbecue with your non-Muslim friends. It doesn't mean that you cannot watch football uh, games on Sundays with your non-Muslim friends. As long as they don't insist that you, you get involved in something that can contradict your creed, your Islamic creed, then that's fine. Number five, find a Muslim friend and avoid loneliness. Find a Muslim friend. The Prophet ﷺ said, the best gift, listen to this carefully, he said, the best gift, the best gift, the best gift, 
You get that? The best gift in this, in this world, a good friend. The best gift, again, the best gift in this world, a good friend. But he reminds you if you forget. He reminds you if you forget. When you get caught up in this life, He will remind you, No, we're not supposed to do this. We're not created, created to do this. That's a good friend. He will remind you when you forget. And He will help you if you need His help. And the Prophet ﷺ said, The person will follow the religion of his friend. So be careful who you befriend. Number six, don't despair. I know once you become Muslim, you think all my problems is gonna go away. As a matter of fact, once you say La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, this is your first step for trials. And ask all the brothers and Muslims who've been Muslims for many years, 20 or 30 years. Once you say La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, you put in yourself in trials. But remember one thing. That these things should not shake your faith. All the things that you hear from people here, or the news about Muslims here and there, and all this horrible madness that's going on here and overseas, do not let that to shake your faith. Because as Muslim, we have to have certainty about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, does mankind believe that they will be left alone just by saying who believe? You'll be just fine? No. You will be tested. You will be tested. We will test you. So you will test it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, we will test you so that we will know who is sincere in his faith and who is a hypocrite, a liar. So don't despair. And remember that the Prophet ﷺ went through a lot. The Prophet ﷺ was persecuted because of his religion. The Prophet ﷺ was driven out from his hometown. The Prophet ﷺ, his dignity and honor were put into questions. Your Prophet ﷺ buried all his children, but Fatima. Your Prophet ﷺ, his wife was accused falsely that she committed adultery. Your Prophet ﷺ, 70 of his companions were killed. His followers and his companions in the first 13 years of the mission were killed, were persecuted. Muslims ate dirt. Remember that. Remember that. But he used to smile to people. He used to say, I say it, Wallahi, inna allaha la nasiru sahibuk. He used to say to Zayd radiallahu anhu, Ya Zayd, Wallahi, Wallahi, by Allah, Allah will grant your companion. Referring to himself, Allah will grant your companion victory. And this matter is gonna go all over the globe. And here we are, 1400 years after he said that, here in Pittsburgh. Muslims, people who became Muslims every day, every second. Every second. So, Wallahi, inna Allah la nasiru sahibuk. Allah will grant victory to this. So don't despair. Don't despair and be patient. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah aliyah. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Allahumma la ilma lana illa ma'alamtana inaka anta al-alimu al-hakim. Allahumma anfa'na bi ma'alamtana wa'alimna ma'anfa'na wa zidna ilma. Wa salli allahumma wa sallim wa barik ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in.
Also, as Muslims, what we should do for our new Muslims, brothers and sisters, you know, who embraced Islam recently, you know, we should facilitate things for them. We should make it easy for them. And remember also that Rasulullah when he used to send somebody to teach people their religion, new Muslims, he used to say, Bashira, wala tunafira. Start giving good news. Give him good news. Don't say, if you don't pray this, you know, a brother or sister just became Muslim. And akhi, Eat halal chicken, just halal chicken from now on. Do this, do that. Yeah, just take it easy. Bashira wala tunafira. Give good news. And don't cause people to flee. And make things easy for them. And do not make it hard on them. And not just for Muslims. And when you look at non-Muslims also, look at them with the eye of they are a potential Muslim. Or even if they are not going to be Muslims, just they are your brothers and sisters in humanity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to treat people well. Everybody, even if they are atheists, treat them well. Because you're not God, you're not going to judge him in the last day. You're not going to be worried or concerned about their state in the last day. You're not going to be concerned about your brothers and your sisters and your mother and your father. You're not going to be concerned about anybody in the last day but yourself. So keep it for yourself and treat everybody the same. Treat everybody the same. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so great that He allows someone who denies Him to exist. He allows someone who denies Him to exist. And he gives him food and water and gives him rain. You know, and he gives him spouses and children to love him. So you're not going to be more merciful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or wiser than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He allows someone who disobeys him, someone who denies him to exist. To exist. Sayyidina Ibrahim salam was reported that he, he never ate alone. And one time he couldn't find anybody to eat with him. So he went out and he found this man and he says, come. Have a meal with me. And then this man with uh, polytheists, he used to worship idols. And then this man started like praising his idols before he started eat, to eat. And then Ibrahim says, get out of here. It was just like a huge insult. The Prophet of Allah just sit in front of you and you're doing this. He says, get out of here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Ibrahim alayhi salam, he said, subhanallah, this man have been denying me and denying my existence for decades. And he was patient with him, he gave him food, he gave him people to treat him well, he gave him wife and, and children to love him. And you couldn't be patient with him just over one meal. You know, da'wah. Again, da'wah is an invitation. If I come to your house and put a gun in your hand and say, listen, you're coming to my dinner tonight. You're coming to my house to have dinner tonight. Is that a da'wah? Is that an invitation? No, it's not. You're forcing someone to come to your house. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, La ikraha fi deen. There is no compulsion in religion. You cannot really force anybody. You cannot even force a, a six years old to do something. Not anymore. You cannot do that. You can't. Da'wah is only valid, is only valid if you allow the person the possibility to reject your invitation. That's it. The only one who has this possibility is a great host. And that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So be easy. And your brothers and your sisters who became Muslims and be easy with everybody else. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا واسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت قدمنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين. Allah, we ask you to honor us as you honored righteous people before us. Allah, we ask you to place light in our hearts and make us sources of light. Amen, amen, amen. Subhanallah, we can be the best of our souls. Subhanallah, we can be the best of our souls.